It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Life's so full-on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. But right now I'm pumped for this one. Because well, it's Masters Week, and this is my by far one of the most enjoyable and event I really want to go and witness live, the Masters. It's time for our McCafe Coffee Catch-Up, because tonight at midnight, it's all on. The 2022 Masters underway at Augusta National, where there will be 91 golfers vying for their piece of sporting legacy. Steve Williams has walked every inch of what most of us have only drooled over through the TV he has caddied in multiple successful Masters campaigns with Tiger Woods and then Adam Scott too. He's on the line now and we really appreciate him joining in the show. Steve Williams, good morning. Hey, good morning, boys. How are you doing? We're doing very, very well. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, uh, Steve, does does the Masters still excite you? Are you still one of those events that you, uh, are still on your calendar to, to watch about, you know, to watch what's about to unfold on, on the TV? Yeah, I, I think um, Augusta is one of those events that, like, not only for people that are golfers and golf fans, I think it, it, it takes in a lot of people from all walks of life. It's just one of those iconic sporting events that, you know, people like to watch the Masters. It's just one of those events, it's, uh, and, and I'm no different to anybody else. It's, uh, you know, I mean, the US Open, the PGA and Open Championship, they're all three great tournaments, but the Masters just got something a little bit special about it. Tell us about the week, the week here leading up to a master. What's what's it like? The anticipation, the crowds, the energy that is around Augusta. Um, you, can you can you share us some of your memories from what you you remember? Well, it's somewhat different to, to you know the Masters. You know, has a lot of different things compared to a lot of tournaments. And one of the things is there is obviously they have uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday during the practice rounds and today's par three event is they let as many people in the gate that want to buy a ticket, basically. Well, they don't buy a ticket, it's mm. through a lottery. But So you, you can get you know, fifty to 60,000 people there on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and these are people that, that are not regular golf fans, most of them, and, and the noise and the excitement uh, around their Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then come Thursday, they let what they call the patrons in. So these are people that have been going to the Masters year after year after year, and those people continue to get their tickets through their family and however they get it. So it's a very hard ticket to get it to. 
Um, so you, you know, unlike most events where the excitement you know builds Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this one has a tremendous amount of excitement Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you know that they, they they have a lot of security at Augusta, so everything is very formal, and you know there's no, there's no yelling out like obscene things. There's no cameras and that. They're very strict on things there, so it, it has a lot of mystique to it, Augusta. Hey Steve, it's Kempe here, mate. I'm, I'm uh, when Louis told me that he was getting you on today. I, I've always wanted to ask you this question. I'm going to let them talk Tiger Woods and and who you think is going to win the, the the championship. But you with the caddies, like for me, the analytical brains that actually are driving the engine. All right, looking at walking the course and looking at the course and seeing where the the bumps and the and the drops and the where all the grass and where you're going to want them to place their shots. Do you sit down like weeks out beforehand and plan what you're going to do the week for the guy you're canning with? And and during that week leading into those three days that you talk about, do you have like um, time on your own or do you talk to the other caddies about strategy? How, how did you do that? Tell us about Steve, like you, like how did you manage that for such great players like Scott and, and Woods? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, when you play at a tournament, you know, you play your practice rounds and then you obviously have a very good feel for how that player wants to play the golf course, how he's going to attack it. So, you, you know, you have a game plan starting Thursday morning, which you've discussed with the player, clearly. Um, and obviously that game can, plan can change on the back nine Sunday in any tournament. So you, one of the things you always talk about is if we get to the back nine Sunday and we're two shots ahead, we're two shots behind or we're tied to lead, how are we going to are we going to alter our game plan, and if so, how are we going to alter our game plan to you know so forth? But um, at Augusta, so every morning before every round there, you go out and walk pin placements. There, you got like they give you a pin sheet, you know where they are, but it's so beneficial visually to know exactly in your head exactly where that pin is, so you know that you can tell your player you cannot miss this flag to the right, or you need to be here, and so forth. It just makes a big difference. Mm. So. It's, when you're canning at Augusta, it's actually a very, very long week. The golf course is obviously very hilly, which is hard to see by TV, but um, there's a lot goes into it. But you, you, you've got to have a game plan, and, and that's what you sit down. Like I said, you play your practice rounds, and you, you'll base your game plan on the, on your players' strengths and weaknesses that week. Uh, and, and then you go and make your game plan and, and, and uh, tee off on Thursday. Nice. Steve, from your experience, what, what is the key to have success at Augusta? Like, what, what part of your game really needs to be right on to, to give yourself a chance come Sunday uh, uh, to, to, to push for Augusta Green Jacket? Well, you've just got to have complete control of your irons there. Like, there's no other place that you play where you're, you have to hit the ball the right distance. So you've got to hit it into the right part of the green there. So you have to have complete mm. control of your irons there. And sometimes what happens at Augusta is uh, it's springtime there, and they get a you know they can get a lot of rain leading into Augusta, and the fairways can get quite wet. And obviously, when the fairways are wet, and you, if you take some kind of divot, the ball the consistency with the distance goes a different diff- distance. So you always find guys there when the conditions can be wet, which it looks like it might be tomorrow there. The guys that don't take whopping big divots seem to play better because they pick the ball off the ground better and they, they can control their distance. But the, the key to there is your distance control. You, you cannot hit the wrong club at Augusta. So when I would caddy there, that was my, you know, I just focused not, you know, not on, the, on the score, what the player's having, but making sure on every single shot you've got the right club in your hand. So um, that's, just, that, that's critical there to hitting, you know, there's some holes there 
you know, for instance, the six hole, the par three there, if you hit the wrong club there, you're basically not going to make a par because it's impossible to get it up and down from over the green and so forth. Or, or when the pin's on the back right there, you can't get it up and down from short of the green. So, you know, club selection and, and distance control is the key to success there. Nice. And, and tell us about the relationship of a caddy um, uh, during these vital tournaments like the Masters. Like, you've obviously... Got, you know, you know that you've walked the walked the course. You kind of understand uh, what's going on out there. Do you feel like uh, players are listening? Like the relationship between the caddies. Can you, as a caddy, can you talk one of the players out of potentially making the wrong decision? Is have you had situations oh, like that yeah. when, uh, in your yeah. in your um caddying? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That, that's what makes a good caddy. Like. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of people uh, when you're in the caddy world and that's what you do. A lot of say, you know, there's, there's a thing we call the yes man. The caddy's just a yes man. And what we mean by that, he just agrees with the player all the time because he doesn't want to get fired. <laughs> but you know, absolutely, that's what makes a good caddy is a caddy who can persuade the player to the way that he's thinking and and, and the player feels comfortable knowing on the information he's given mm-hmm. them. So that, that that's a, you know, that's a very when. You know, sports people of any golfers are no different. That when they get under pressure, that sometimes they get thinking a little bit, you know, wayward. And um, there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. in golf. It's an individual sport, so forth. But yeah, absolutely, that's what makes a good caddy. Is a guy that you know is fully confident in what he's doing, and he has no problem persuading the player to think in his direction. Steve, we've we've been lucky enough to have uh, Cam Smith's caddy Sam Pinfold Pinners on the show a few times. Is it cool to see another Kiwi flying the flag out there? And when you were talking about iron play and distance control, all I was thinking about was Cam Smith because he's a bit of a wizard, isn't he? And and Pinners is definitely not that yes man. He's quite a critical thinker out there. Is it cool to see another Kiwi doing so well in that caddying space? Oh yeah, look, especially we're both from Tarapum Beach Golf Club, so it's kind of awesome. So you know, I'm I'm in contact with Cam. Or, with uh, Sam all the time, but look, that realistically, you know, they've got to be just about at your top of your list as, as favourites. You know, Cameron Smith's having an incredible year. He, he he's taken three weeks off after winning the Players Championship. He'll be absolutely primed. He knows the course. He loves the course. Um, he, he it would be very it wouldn't be surprising to see him take that green jacket this week. I mean, he's just he, he's at the pinnacle of his game right now. So he'd be he, he'll be oozing with confidence, and that's what you need around there. So. I'd look for him to have a very, very good week and have a chance of slipping that green jacket on. Oh, that that was like that was like Christmas to Louis ears then. I'm doing at, cartwheels in here, Steve. At fourteen at fourteen <laughs> bucks. He's on. He's on he's on with bucket loads. Hey Steve, so that analytical mind like yeah, I just want to talk about the way that you approach things. What about your stock cars, mate? Do you make sure like when you're hitting that corner at four hundred miles an hour that you're dropping it down to third? Do you do you walk the stock car course? Are you still doing that? You your passion? <laughs> How do you how do you how do you, how do you address that? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the same thing every time. Like when you get, you go to the racetrack, the same thing. You, you know you go around the racetrack, you take a screwdriver around the racetrack, and you, you dig the screwdriver in to see how soft <laughs> it is or how firm it is. So, <laughs> but you know, look, a, a golf course. You know, obviously, it's, you know, an eighteen hole golf course. You, you, when you're a caddy in that, you can't walk the course enough times if you know what I mean if you can just find one bit of information that might help you that someone else hasn't got it could be the difference between winning and losing it's uh it's a it's a great battle being a caddy that one of the things I always love to do is every time I went to a new golf course I'd go into the pro shop and find one one or two of the assistant pros and say can you give me is there any hidden keys to this thing you know where does the wind normally blow from is there some holes that play longer than others and some that play shorter than others like at Augusta one of the things there the more times you've been there 
the more experience you have with the wind, way the wind swirls around what they call aiming corner, 11, 12, 13. And it's unbelievable that you can be standing. The highest point on those three holes is the, is the, is the 11th fairway where you're hitting your second chop on. You can be looking down the 11th green, the flag is going to be blowing straight right to left. You can look at the 12th green that's blowing the other way, and then on the 13th, it's blowing in a different direction. And that is can very, very confusing. But the more times you've been there, you know which flag is true and which way the wind is actually blowing. And that's why there's a... Uh, those are great golf holes, and people probably watch on TV and can't understand the 12th hole. It's only 150 yards shot. I mean, it's a wedge or nine iron for the majority of the pros. They probably can't understand the difficulty <laughs> of the hole, but it's not, the, it's not that the hole is difficult. The wind is, is absolutely swirls around there. So, um, And the more times you're there, you know exactly by the way those flags are blowing what the wind's actually doing. So there's a lot of, you know, like it's, that's why sometimes... Well, not sometimes. There's some players there play, you know, played so well for so many years because they just know exactly where that wind is, uh, and that's one of the key things down there on those, particularly you know, Sunday. Those holes are you know, unvital. 11, 12, 13. You know, you saw a number of years ago, um, Jordan Spieth had a, a, a what you would consider an insurmountable lead uh, of a player of his caliber, and he made seven on the 12th or par three. You know, one that mm. you could, you know, some of the yeah. players could throw it on the green. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I could throw it on that green. That looks tiny. It looks like you've got to hit something that is so bloody small, that hole. It's uh, ruined many a uh, green jackets for so many players. Hey, quickly, just before we, we let you go, uh, Steve, um, just got to ask you about Tiger. Tiger's coming on, and he's, he's made the announcement he's going to play at the, U, at the Masters. Uh, what are the expectations for Tiger with what's gone on the last 18 months, come back from injury? You know, you spoke about the hilly course that he's going to have to try and walk for a couple of days. You know, uh, expectations, can he do it? Well, I mean, absolutely. It, it, it's fantastic for golf that he's back, number one. And, of course, you can imagine the excitement mm. there this week at Augusta, particularly on the practice rounds, and those people there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, knowing it's the first time he's been sighted on a golf course since February last year. But it, mm. the Tiger's mentality uh, is that he would not enter a golf tournament unless he believes he can win it. So... In my mind, he, 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 he's teeing it up there, and, and the only thing he's thinking about is winning the tournament. He's not playing to make the cut, make an appearance there, you know, so forth. He's thinking about winning the tournament. Cause his mentality is that he does not tee it up unless he thinks he can win. So um, it'll be no surprise to see him in contention there. I mean, it's a big ask, obviously, but, you know, he's Tiger Woods, and yeah. he's proven everyone wrong before. So he'll be, um, it's great to see him back there. But, and it, look, it would be no surprise to see him play well. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. We love hearing that from you, Steve. Quickly, I've got a text machine, uh, text message for you just before we let you go. Can you please ask Steve how he got into caddying and then how did you get onto the tours? We've got some listeners that would be keen to try their um, chance around at caddying. How'd you get into it? Well, look, it's a, it's a, it's a long ask question, <laughs> but uh, basically in 1976, uh, my father introduced me to Peter Thompson, who he knew, um, and mm. I caddied from at the New Zealand Open at Heratonga, and that's how it started. <laughs> okay. There you go. Simple. Go find a pro, jump on their tail, and you'll be away. That's from Steve. <laughs> it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, Steve Williams, and giving us some insights into Augusta and what's going to happen over the next couple of days. Appreciate it. Thanks very much, and enjoy the stock car racing and whatever the future holds for you, mate. Thank you so much. Yeah, and don't get, get plenty of wages on that 14 to 1 on Cam Smith. Put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cheers, Steve. <laughs> That's perfect, boys, because after this, 
we're going to come back with our official Masters tip. Steve Williams, he's left us with 14 to 1 to Cam Smith. It ain't 14 to 1 for long. Uh, well, I've lost a dollar. I tell you what, if you, if, you got the, if you got the 30s a wee while ago before Cam won uh, the players, you'll be licking your lips right about now. Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 811. Masters freaks, golf freaks, who are you tipping? Top fives, top tens, power plays to win. We're going to talk all of it after this on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. That's Steve Williams, icon of the green jacket, really, when you think about who he's got to wear it throughout the years. Uh, an incredible Kiwi who's done th- amazing things on the world stage. Awesome to catch up with him. Back after this with our Masters Tips here with the Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.